This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Family, the title of tonight's Solid Talk says, Love You to Death. Okay. Now, I know we just celebrated what our culture calls Valentine's Day. This is not going to be a romantic discussion. So if you felt like this was going to be your, your, your breakthrough, with your, with, your, with your spouse, your future husband, your future wife. This is not that. But I'm talking about a type of love that is designed to love you to death. Now, if you're an OG on this channel, you might have heard me say a few times what I call Satan's mission statement. OK, Satan has a mission statement. OK, if you want to get ahead of me, go ahead and type what his mission statement is right there in the chat. But he has a mission statement. And it's found right in the book of Isaiah chapter 14. And I'm about to click on it for you right now. Isaiah chapter 14 covers what went down in heaven. What it is that Lucifer was his name at the time is aiming and aspiring to do. So we find out what his mission is. Let me put it right here on the screen because I got to prove it to somebody. Right. His mission statement. Glory to the Lamb of God is right here. It says this. This is actually the Lord speaking to him. He says, or the the, 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 the prophet here, right, um, from the throne of the Lord, he's saying this, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, so whatever this mission statement is, this is what he, as in Lucifer, son of the morning, this is what he believes in his heart. This is what he his, his main goal is. This is the hill that he's willing to die on. It says, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So that statement right there at the very end, that is Satan's mission statement, Lucifer's mission statement. He rebelled against God. And then he said, I will be like the most high. And the vehicle that he's going to use to usher in his goal is going to be a figure that we refer to as the Antichrist. Now, the spirit of the Antichrist, the Bible says, is already in operation. So it's already flowing through the land. And those that are OGs on this channel, you might have heard me say before that the religion of the Antichrist is going to be the religion of tolerance. Okay, that's what I've termed it, the religion of tolerance. But the thing about the religion of tolerance is what actually fuels that religion. What actually fuels it? Because the avatar that God sent to uh, be God in the flesh was the son of God, Jesus Christ. Right. So he sends Jesus into earth 
And Jesus is the manifestation of God's love because God's love is designed to reconcile us back to him. God's love is designed to save us from sin, to save us from ourselves, right? To save us from this present and evil world. So we have a situation where Jesus comes in this avatar. And when I say avatar, I just mean a physical body, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, right? So he comes, Yeshua HaMashiach, that's Jesus Christ. And he comes and he's an ambassador for the love of God because he's ushering in the grace of God. The scripture says that through Moses, okay, I'm about, I'm about to mess it up because this ain't Bible study night, <laughs> but through Moses came the law, but through Jesus, I believe it says, came mercy and truth. Let me look that up. It's either grace and truth or mercy and truth. Scripture through Moses came the law, but either way, uh, Jesus came bringing the grace of God. So it says this, it was, it was grace. I should just move with my first gut. It says for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so that was the love of God. It was the love of God to, to, to give us his son to pay the price for something that we owed. But now what we have in this kingdom of the world, the worldly kingdom, which is against God, what you have now is the enemy, the kingdom of darkness is setting the stage for their avatar, this antichrist figure, right? But the spirit, as I mentioned, is already flowing throughout the land. So what's going to fuel the religion of tolerance, the antichrist religion, ironically enough, is going to be fueled by love. And I'm putting love in air quotes for anybody who's listening to this, because what it is, is it's going to be a false depiction of love. See, if you're looking at this like it's a football game or a basketball game and you're thinking, oh, man, the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. OK, I'm thinking one is going to be fighting with love. One is going to be fighting with hate. No, it's not going to work like that. Because that's just too obvious, even when humans are wicked. Because we were made in the image of God and God is love. Most humans are not walking around thinking, man, I want to be evil. We just are evil. But most of us think that we're decent people or we think that we're, you know, maybe got some issues. We might be a little toxic, but we're striving for good. Right. <laughs> but. And so if that's the case, what that means is that what Satan needs to do is he needs to pervert what love actually is. And so he's going to give a false depiction of love. And so I want to look at a few things. Glory to Lamb of God. God bless everybody coming on. I want to look at a few things uh, real quick, just as a, a, a backdrop of how this is going to play out in real time, because it's already playing out in real time. So we're going to look at at least two videos tonight. Some of y'all might have seen this because it's been circulating around. Some may not, but we're going to check it out anyway. Um, not picking on this particular person, but this is just a prime example of what we're going to face. OK, um, so let's go ahead and watch the video. Let me bring it up on the screen. Uh, we're going to watch this first one and prayerfully everybody will be able to hear it. Glory to God in the highest. Give me one second. And as I bring this up, what I want to say is that. Um, and I want to say this before I lose my point. 
<laughs> it would hit a little bit harder if I if I threw this revelation in, but I got to say it while the spirit is given to me right now. Um, when Satan, when Satan Lucifer said, I will be like the most high, right? What he's effectively saying is, I'm going to be the new definition of love. Because God, who is the most high, the, the Bible says that he that God is love. And so if God is love and Satan says, I will be as the most high, what that means is that I need to I need to usurp whoever or whatever he's considering himself to be love. And now I need to do what I need to take over. And we're going to come back to that. It, I'm a, I'm a, about the grace of God. I'm going to make sure it don't leave me because <laughs> I got a little bit more I want to say. But let's watch this video real quick. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm going to open up the, 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 the discussion in a minute for anybody that wants to join in. Glory to God. I'm not picking on this person, but I want to share this video. Uh, I'll just play it and let it speak for itself. Hi. So recently I texted my parents because I'm going to go home for Christmas. And I said, hey, do you mind calling me Mike when I come back for Christmas? And then when I got home today, I got this letter from my grandma. And it is addressed to Miss Old Name. Not actually, but, you know, I don't want to. So basically what she's saying is that. This person who considers themselves gender non-conforming is a female and she has asked her family to call her by a name that she's chosen for herself, which happens to be Mike. And she's saying when they sent me the letter responding to whatever it is that, that she asked them, they sent the letter and they addressed it to Miss. OK, so in other words, this woman's family is not acknowledging her new chosen name and identity. This young lady's family is choosing to go by what she would call her dead name. But let's keep watching. Say my real name on the Internet. Dearest dead name. On this, our Blessed Mother's Feast Day, I am writing to tell you that I will not address you as Mike. My decision is probably not a surprise to you. Others may comply with your request. My anguish in your chosen name and what that means has to do with your eternal soul. Know that I love you more than words could ever possibly convey to you. No matter how you decide to identify yourself does not change my deep love for you, honey. Because of my concerns for your soul and your mental health, I am spending more time with Jesus in adoration. The, my cousin's last names, are doing the same for you. Um, then she lists my one, two, three, four, five cousins that are below the age of 10, who are apparently um, offering up special personal sacrifices for me. Okay, so... <clears throat> Clearly, this person is broken up. Clearly, this person comes from a family that appears to know the Lord. So the question that we got to ask is, how can this person go so far left when you come from a family, right, that uh, seems to be somewhat in the faith? Now, I really cannot answer that question for you because I don't know her and I don't know her family, right? But if I had to take a guess... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I speculate. I ain't got no problem speculating. Um, 
this is what happens when we send our kids off into mainstream culture, into the mainstream education. There's a pastor, Bishop Way, he said something that was so profound. He said, don't send your kids to, to mm, I'm about to mess it up. Let me let me let me not mess up what he said, because what he said was powerful. He said, don't send your kids to Caesar and get surprised when they come back as Romans. And it's not what we're going to get into tonight. But a lot of times we have these situations where these kids go off to school. The school is teaching them something completely different than what they're being taught at home. Then even worse, they go off to these colleges and universities, hyper liberal universities that that have these vain philosophies of men and they think that they know that they're so much more enlightened than their stupid you know parents or grandparents who taught them whatever they were taught so it's this whole thing we're going to talk about that another day but basically the 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 mom the uh i can't remember it's the mom or the grandma i think it's the grandmother the grandmother basically writes her with a very compassionate response a very considerate response but it just so happens to be a firm response she says listen i love you i'm praying for you regardless of of how you identify or whatever you're doing i'm still always going to love you but i'm not going to go by this name that you've chosen for yourself because i don't agree with it and so what the grandmother is doing is actually a form of love because if you love someone you're not going to let them go along with delusion you're not going to let them live a lie but even if if they do because you can't make people do something that they don't want to do you're still going to love them right you'll still sacrifice for them you'll still you you'll do everything that you would normally do just except that <laughs> but let's 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 wind this down cuz i want to show you the response to it, which is going to be love that loves you to death. Well, I didn't tell um, that I wanted to go by Mike. I didn't want to. I haven't talked with your godmother and her family, but I'm sure they would do the same for you. Do you know how much you are cherished and loved? It would be a joy to see you and be with you during the coming Christmas um, celebration of her Lord's birth. Okay, so... Um, clearly that's a very broken individual, but this is where we are. Um, as I mentioned, the family is doing whatever they can do in their power and in their convictions to love her as best that they can. I'm not sure if she said it in the one that we watched, but basically the, the girl's name is Micah uh, and she wants to go by Mike. <laughs> but even still, it's kind of like, listen, we're not rocking like that. Um, and that's how I am. If you come at me with that, listen, I'm not. You tell me what's on your birth certificate or wh whatever your legal name is. And I'm just going to tell you that I at this point, I ain't even going to use the pronouns. Look, Susie asked for the Bluetooth speaker. Give this to Susie. It ain't no give this to her. Give this to him. If I come across one of these people that are unfortunately in this delusion, I'm just using whatever is your legal name. If you legally change it to Susie, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, this is what we're dealing with. So now what I want to show you is a response that a random lady gave on the Internet who identifies as a Christian. Right. 
Now, listen to what this person has to say. This particular person, um, now I'm watching this on another person who gave commentary, so I'm not sure if the other person is going to jump in, but let's check this out real quick. And I see a few comments. I'm going to read those right after I present this video. All right, so look, look at this. To you as Mike. My decision is probably not a... It's midnight, and I got to make a video for this kid. The young man in this video wrote a letter to his family right before Christmas asking them to please call him by his... Hold up, man. I'm sorry. How can you even say that with a straight face? <laughs> like, <laughs> like this lady legitimately, she just kind of captured the young man, da, da 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 Like, you know that's not a young man. Anyway, let, let me back it up. Let me let this, this lady get her move off. My decision is probably not a... It's midnight, and I got to make a video for this kid. The young man in this video wrote a letter to his family right before Christmas, asking them to please call him by his chosen name of Mike. He came out as transgender, and he got a letter from his grandma that said because she's Christian and a follower of Christ, she cannot call him Mike. Now I'm just talking to the kid. Sweetie, my name is Annie. I have a 17-year-old son who is female to male transgender. I'm also a Christian. I want to tell you a couple things. You are absolutely perfect the way you are. Okay, let me let me even say this, right, real quick. She says you are absolutely perfect the way you are. That statement presumes that what the person has made themselves to be is who they actually are, okay? Who she actually is, chromosome-wise, is a female, but the delusion is convincing this female that she's Mike. But when this lady on the screen says the way that you are, okay, she's granting the premise that who this person actually is on the inside is actually Mike and not Micah. God doesn't make mistakes. You are exactly. She says God doesn't. Everything she's saying contradicts the whole belief. Let me back it up a little bit. So a Christian, I want to tell you a couple things. You are absolutely perfect the way you are. God doesn't make mistakes. You are exactly who he meant you to be. And even if you don't believe in God and you're not religious, I want you to wipe those tears away. I want you to hold your head up high because we are proud of you. And your grandma, she don't deserve you. And she is certainly not showing you the love of Christ. And there it is. There it is. This, that's last statement that she made. The love of Christ. And also that whole sentence. She is certainly not showing you the love of Christ. This woman that you see on the screen is going to love that first young lady to death quote unquote, she's going to love her to death because what she's about to say in a moment is she's about to present a false version of love that accepts everything that is ungodly. And it'll be fine while she's in this system and she's in this upcoming antichrist system. It's going to be fine for this vapor. But when that first young lady stands before 
Jesus Christ, right? And she is judged. And she has heard the word. We heard her grandmother tell her, right in the letter, you're not Mike, right? The grandmother administered the true love of God. But this lady right here who is identifying, and you want to talk about identifying, she is identifying as a Christian, right? Because this lady either is not a Christian or she is under a strong delusion. But she is basically saying, hey, I am the arbiter of what love actually is. Let me show you again. You don't deserve you. And she is certainly not showing you the love of Christ. In fact, your grandmother is acting anti-Christ. And she got the nerve to call the grandmother anti-Christ. This is like when Jesus was doing ministry and Jesus was performing all, all types of miracles. And the people said that he was Beelzebub. In other words, Lord of the flies. In other words, Jesus, what is Jesus? And he was Jesus on the earth, but they were accusing him of being the devil. And that's what this woman just said about the grandmother. She calls the grandmother antichrist. I'm not sure that your grandma really knows who Jesus is. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry, man. Y'all know I'm immature. Let me let me back it up so y'all can get y'all can get done. Grandma, she don't deserve you. And she is certainly not showing you the love of Christ. In fact, your grandmother is acting anti-Christ. I'm not sure that your grandma really knows who Jesus is. Let me tell you one of my favorite Bible stories. There is a very religious Let me say this real quick. And this is what the devil will always do. He will always use some sort of scripture way out of context, just like he did with Jesus when he tried to get Jesus to basically bow down to him, try to get Jesus to fall to his own death and stuff like that. They're always going to come at you with some scripture because here's the thing about the word of God. The word of God has to be rightly divided. So when you rightly divide the word of God, you understand the spirit of what the scripture is saying. But to be honest with you, I can pick up the word of God and I can literally probably if I tried hard enough, I could take some scripture out of context and pretty much use it to, to, to justify anything if I really wanted to. Because what it really boils down to is and we're going to talk about this in a minute. It's not about what you are willing to say. It's about what you're not willing to say. Let me tell you one of my favorite Bible stories. There is a very religious Pharisee named Simon. Back then they spent their whole lives studying scripture. I mean, they knew it like the back of their hand from the time they were little, they were reading and interpreting scripture. And this guy was high ranking. So he was, you know, he was well-versed. Jesus goes over to Simon's house. And back then it was customary, especially because they lived in the desert to wash your guests feet and to greet them with a kiss but simon didn't do either of that while jesus and simon are visiting a woman comes running up to jesus and it's implied that this woman is a woman of the night she breaks an expensive bottle of perfume she's crying she washes jesus's feet with her hair she's probably grateful because jesus has been going around healing all the people in her village at this point simon is grossed out okay lady get to the freaking point Simon says in front of her, 
that woman is a sinner. Why are you letting her touch you? And Jesus tells Simon, she's more righteous than you are because God looks at the heart. Now, God does look at the heart. That was an accurate representation of what transpired in that scripture. But now we got to ask the question, what is the gospel? Is the gospel just do whatever you want to do because you feel like you're a nice person? Or is the gospel, we have a savior and a redeemer who has paid the price for our sins and whosoever will can receive him, turn from their ways and accept God's way and be granted eternal life. See, what's missing in this little uh, heart to heart, <laughs> this wicked heart to wicked heart that they're having here, what's missing is sin. The fact that we as human beings are wicked and we need to be redeemed. We're unrighteous. We need the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what she's not willing to say. So this woman, if she's sincere, I think she is legit because you'll find a whole bunch of people like this today. She thinks that she's loving this woman to life. But she's actually loving that young lady to death. And you don't have to believe in Jesus to hear what I'm trying to tell you here. Don't listen to your grandma. Don't listen to her. She is using religion to justify hate. Okay. Was there anything about the grandmother's letter that appeared to be hateful? The problem here is that we are in a very... Uh, we have the problem here is that we are in an imbalanced society, right? We are in a society that uh, is very matriarchal and it doesn't understand concepts like discipline and accountability. We're in a society that uh, will drown you in what they will call the love of God. But there's little to no mention of the fear of God. And the fear aspect of a, of a person usually comes from the father because the father is the disciplinarian. The, let me say it this way. The father is the primary disciplinarian. The mother is the primary nurturer. Both the father and the mother can discipline and nurture, but the father is the primary disciplinarian, right? That's where the primary authority comes from. And so when, we, when you have a rebel like that first young lady and a rebel, like I'm sure this young lady, this uh, woman on the screen is, that is a person who is not subject to authority. That's a person who basically has decided up in, in their mind that I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And God, instead of me being conformed into the image of Christ, like the scripture calls me to, I'm going to conform Christ into my image and I'm going to make God and Christ be whoever I want them to be, regardless of what they say or what the scripture says. And this is very dangerous. And this will be the fuel that's going to get a lot of people lost. But she don't even know her own book. And if she's treating you like that, she don't know her savior either. Fair enough. I've heard enough. 
<laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. I've heard enough from, from her. Um, you, what you would least expect is you would least expect Satan to usher in his kingdom with love. That's the Trojan horse that you're not thinking of. You're thinking, man, he just he gonna make everybody walk around with with tattoos, and he gonna make everybody have demonic stuff, and he gonna he gonna put it in the music. He's doing all of that stuff. He putting it in the movies and the music and all that stuff. He's making people crazy. But the main ingredient that's gonna cause most people to be on the the broad way that leads to destruction, that's gonna result in people's physical and spiritual deaths is going to be what he calls love. So we're talking about the religion of tolerance. Okay. This is, this is how it all really went down. And I'm what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna send an invite link for anybody who just wants to talk about this uh, at any point. And then we're going to get into some comments. Um, but basically what Satan was able to successfully do in the Garden of Eden was he was able to convince Adam and Eve that they were not free. And when he convinced them that they were not free, what he subconsciously did was he convinced them that God did not love them. Because what God told them is, hey, you can have from every. This is what God told them. OK. And this, this is the danger of wanting it all. God told them, you can partake of every tree that's in this garden, except one, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, you ask yourself, does that really sound like a slave? Does that really sound like somebody that doesn't love you? Does that really sound like um, somebody that doesn't have your best interests at heart? He said you can partake of every tree in the garden, just except one. But what you have is the serpent who comes along and he says, man, that's what God told you. <laughs> oh, he played y'all. He played you. You can go ahead and you can have from that tree. All it's going to do is make you better. All it's going to do is make you be like God. That's the reason why he don't even want you to partake of it, because he's scared that you're going to be like him. So he went politicking, soliciting, and he convinced Eve and, and by proxy Adam, he convinced them that they were not free. But once they did that, they became slaves to sin. And that's what he didn't tell them up front. And so what we have today is we have a culture where Satan, look, it's the same, the same principle, the same lie that he's always been doing. It's the same thing. We have a, a culture now where he has convinced people that was really holding you back is God. You're a, you you are a glutton. God is the one who's calling you a glutton. I'm saying that you should not be ashamed of it. That's fat shaming if he calls you that. Come on my side. Get with my program. That's what he really has going on. 
God, you, you're okay. So you're promiscuous. God calls you a slut or a whore. That I'm say the Bible word. The Bible will say whore. I don't think of you that way. I think you're great. What God is doing, that's slut shaming. And so the, 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 the depiction when Satan says, I will be as the most high, there's a paradigm shift that he does where he shifts all of the love of God, which is grace and correction and authority. And he perverts that to make it look like it's hatred. And so this is why the Christian is going to be marked as hateful, just like that lady did to the grandmother. The Christian is going to be marked as hateful because anytime the Christian stands up for what God believes in, it's going to be branded as unloving. It's going to be branded as callous. It's going to be, be branded as inconsiderate. You're not, you're not sympathetic. You're not compassionate. And effectively, they make you look like the bad guy. They make God look like the bad guy. And we're ambassadors for Christ. So that makes us look like the bad people. And so what we have is you have a garden that God created. Take of every tree except one. But now Satan has a world where he says you can partake of every tree. And he lies to them and says that they won't die. But the one tree that you can't partake of is what? Christianity. Notice is the complete inverse. God, do what you want. Just, just one. Satan says, we're going to tolerate absolutely everything. We're going to tolerate, uh, you know, we're going to tolerate uh, gluttony. We're going to tolerate promiscuity. We're going to tolerate gender confusion. We're going to tolerate whatever it is under the sun, right? But what we won't tolerate is Christianity because Christianity is the only thing that actually has boundaries. Now, there are other religions that have boundaries. You know, uh, Islam, to a certain degree, Judaism. But for some reason, the one that gets all the hate right now appears to be followers of Christ. Why is that? Because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Look at, listen to that. The way, he is the way. All these other things are false ways, right? They, they're telling you, you can live in these sinful lifestyles and still flourish. He is the truth. And he's what the life, because God's ways lead to eternal life. Righteousness leads to life. But that's what we're dealing with right now. So it's 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 a, it's a lot going on. I'm going to get to the comments real quick. But right right before I get to the comments um, and I'm going to change this question to what is the love of God? Because I think that's really what we're talking about tonight. We're really asking the question, what is the love of God? Because you got one contingent of people who will tell you that the love of God is just basically letting folks do whatever they want. Then you have another contingent of people who will tell you that the love of God is the scriptures. Now, think about if you were growing up in your household, if your parent loved you or not, 
if your parent lets you do whatever you want, you know what I'd be doing if my mom and dad let me do whatever I wanted as a child? I didn't understand. I mean, I, maybe to a certain degree I understood food, but I'd be eating McDonald's every day, ice cream every day, pizza every day, potato chips every day. Some of this I do a little bit now. <laughs> I'm just joking. I ain't that bad. But, um, you know, I'll be playing video games all night. I'd be watching TV and movies all night. I'd be watching shows all night. I'd be doing whatever I wanted to do, and it would be a result of my own detriment. Because my parents loved me, they gave me boundaries. They gave me parameters. They gave me safeguards because they knew things more than I knew. And even if I knew them, they knew that I didn't have the, the, the space to really exercise that. And so they put those boundaries in place for me. And that was true love. Let's get to some comments. God bless everybody joining in. God is amazing. Um, he's truly wonderful. There's really none like him at all. Glory to God in the highest. God bless you, Marsha, end time remnant. Oh, yeah, let me ask this question. Um, <laughs> I'm for real, once I ask this, I'm going to get some comments, I promise. Um, who saw the Super Bowl commercial that was a Christian commercial called by a company or a, um, let's just call them a ministry for now, called He Gets Us? Who saw that? And if you did see that, what did you think of it? Because that's what I'm going to talk about when we come back. And if you want to uh, weigh in on that, you can click on the link that I just put in the chat and you can join this discussion. God bless you, Anti Remnant. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Sister Rebecca. Praise the Lord. Still kill and destroy. God bless you, Sister Deidre. Sister Roxanne, glory to God. Ashkenazi. Glory to God. Here's a comment. Marsha says, rebellion causes us to go so far into a rabbit hole that we don't know who we are anymore and who we belong to. Wow. The young lady in the first video I showed, clearly she was broken up. She's a broken person. I mean, that's obvious. I don't think she's trolling. I think that's really what she believes about herself. And that's unfortunate. But what's happening is Satan is capitalizing off of broken people. And he's coming and he's pretending to repair them. But he's not repairing them. He is, he is building them back up with the wrong foundation. And he's building them back up with sinking sand because what he's building them back up with is not going to be eternal. This is where the body of Christ needs to come in. And I need to raise my hand first. We got to get out in the field. We got to get out and reach these broken people because Satan has the machine behind him. He has the music. He has the movies. He has the schools. He has a lot of the government. He basically has the systems of this world. He's going 100 miles per hour because he knows his time is short. 
we're in these last and evil days. And so he's going hard. And so we got to go harder to offset and reach these broken people before he gets to them. Now, to your point, some people, when, when, when they, when they get so deep into the sin, the scripture says there's a process with sin. It conceives, then ultimately it results in death. And so at that point, what can you do? At that point, you're looking at the reprobate mind. Marsha says, I'm so grieved by those pronouns and social media profiles. <laughs> Listen, if I see those things in your profile, I'm automatically write you off as an idiot. I'm sorry. Um, Deidre says, the sad part is they are serious, delusional. And that's the thing. They're serious. Yeah, they're, they're serious. And a lot of people will suggest that they, how do I want to say this? I'm trying to say this the right way. Because we live in a culture that does not delve into the spiritual. A lot of people write this off as mental. And they say, man, there's no reason why a man should think he's a woman or a woman should think he's a man. They're, they're delusional. It's a mental issue. But what's happening is that when you have a broken person and that and a spirit can enter in, that spirit, that wicked and evil spirit of perversion can literally convince them that they are the opposite gender or non-conforming or whatever they come up with, it can literally convince them as that. Now, I heard somebody say this. I can't remember who, but I'm not going to take the credit for it. But basically, spirits are genderless. Hopefully that's true. Let's just go with it for now. But spirits are genderless. And so they like the ability to be able to fluctuate because what they can do, what, what, a, what a demon can do is it can actually get into the human avatar. See, the spirit is not in flesh. So they cannot enjoy the pleasures of the flesh that we can enjoy in the flesh. And they want excessive pleasure, right? Does the scripture say God will give them a strong delusion because they were lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So what happens is the demon can get into a human avatar. And what that demon wants to do is that demon wants to express itself through the human. Now, what prevents the, the, the demon from fully expressing itself are the inhibitions of the human. In other words, what I'm willing to hold back, what my moral conscience tells me is right and wrong, I can override that with my will and with my soul. I can override that. But when you have a broken person or when you have a person who has been marketed that anything goes this is the religion of tolerance and anybody who comes against it just simply does not love me. Then what you have now is you have a demon that can fully express itself through a human avatar. So now I get into the, the, the human. I want to eat everything I want to eat. 
I want to have sex with whatever and whoever I want to have sex with. I want to be polygamous. That's what's coming next. Polygamy, by the way. Um, I want to I want to deal with old people. I want to deal with young people. I want to deal with animals. All, look, you may laugh at it now. I promise you, if we live long enough to see it, they're going to work very hard to normalize this stuff. We already know about MAPs, minor attracted persons. The polygamy articles are coming up. I just saw an article uh, today or yesterday about a guy who is a trophy husband and he has three wives. Okay. Um, so when you see these little articles and exposés come up, that's them desens desensitizing humans to it. Because the way that our conscious works is the conscious, the moral fabric is like a filter. And when we are exposed to something, our visceral reaction, in other words, your gut reaction, the thing that, 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 that when you first see it or when you first experience it, you almost want to throw up. That's the natural response. But the way that a moral compass, a moral fabric, and anything works is that when you see it again, you still might be a little bit repulsed by it. But this time when you see it, it's like you're not really that upset about it because you've seen it already. You've already saw it. And then if you see it again and you see it again and again and again, before you know it, you're kind of used to it. And this is why the TV shows, the movies, the music, this is why a lot of times people that talk about um, some of the stuff we talking about tonight, I don't like to even look at the people because I don't want my, I don't, I don't want my mind to get familiar and comfortable with seeing a man dressed like a woman. I don't, I don't want that to become familiar. But what can happen is something disgusting, it'll become familiar to you. Same thing, like anything like that. It can be a foul smell in the house. The first time you smell it, it's going to be horrible. If you stay in there for a few days after a while, you won't even smell it. It's people that, and, and I talked about this being nose blind, a video I did years ago. You can be in a house where you smoke cigarettes or somebody smokes cigarettes and you don't even smell it. Or you got cats, you don't even smell it because you've been what desensitized to it. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a culture that's been desensitized. And so now the demons can come in with no barriers, no inhibitions. And they can express. So I want to put this. This is what I'm going to do to my human. I'm going to put this little dumb thing in her nose. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I saw an article this week. This woman got a neck tattoo. That was a blackout tattoo. So you got her face here, face just just white, pale, no tan at all. Just a regular old, you know, Caucasian young lady. But her neck is all black. And then right under her neck, she wants it to be gradient. So she wants it to like, you know, fade. So it's going to fade from dark. And then I guess it's supposed to fade into her body or something. It looks completely idiotic. Right. Just just ridiculously idiotic. <laughs> but 
Um, but that's what her little demon wants. And so that's what she acquiesced to. And so when other people see other people doing stuff, they it familiarize it with them. You know, the yoga pants thing is relatively new. You know, we've been in yoga pants season for a while, but you know, I remember remember time where it's like you just see somebody like wearing yoga pants and that's like, oh, you okay. But now everybody's wearing it because the floodgates have been open. And that's what we're dealing with. So you're right, Sister Deidre, they absolutely believe it. Ashkenazi says another Eastern star pretending to be a Christian, shaking my head. I think she's talking about the the lady that basically was pacifying the delusional person. DC says more like another Christian pretending to be a follower of Christ. Everybody is, quote, Christian these days. Not many actually follow Christ, though. Very good point. God bless you, Mary Ann Foster. Uh, Marcia says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. Very powerful scripture. Deidre says she is really trying to justify her delusion. Marcia says, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 10. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And that's what it is. Uh, let, me, let me continue that scripture that they all may be condemned who did not believe what the truth, but had what pleasure in unrighteousness. Wow. And I like how she rounds this off. Love the truth, God's truth. And that's what it's a campaign of. It's a campaign of uh, who or what is the truth? Who or what is love? Who or what is the authority? And it all gets back to that mission statement that we said in the beginning. Satan says, I will be as the most high. He's building his own little, he has his own kingdom, own rules, probably going to come out with his own Bible at some point. That's just what we're dealing with. Referring back to the video, Marcia says, this woman doesn't even respect the authority of the grandmother, which definitely grieves and vexes me. Yeah. In other words, she's saying, listen, she the grandmother won't accept you. I'll accept you. And I, I didn't play the very end of that video, but she said something to the effect of, if if I'm not mistaken, she basically said, I got all boys. I could I could use another one or something like that. <laughs> you know, so she's basically saying, I will accept you, rebel, even though your grandmother will accept you. And that's that's what Satan is going to postulate to the public. Through the guise of love, when he loves them to death, he's saying, I'm a love on you. I, I, God told you you need to change. He's so hateful. He's such a bigot. But I'm a love on you. I will accept you when he will reject you. And that's the issue that people have is the gospel is what I call inclusive exclusive. In other words, the gospel is available to everybody the scripture says whosoever will it says for god so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. And so it's available. It's, it's inclusive. It's available to everybody. But what a lot of people don't love, don't like to admit is that there is an exclusion clause when it comes to the Lord. There are prerequisites. You have to repent and you have to believe. It's only really two. It's only really two. Just repent just means turn the other direction. Okay. So you were wilding out, doing it your way. God just saying, do it my way. That's it. And then believe the word of God. He only asked for two things. But that's just what it is. People can't do those two things because of what? Because of pride, because of pleasure. Pleasure is going to send a lot of people to hell. God doesn't have an issue with you indulging in pleasure, but he wants us to find his pleasure in him. And he wants us to exercise moderation. Uh, but y'all know this stuff. Marsha says, the Satan slip that in with that love wins coexists foolishness. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the whole love wins thing. That's a great point. Yeah, that 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 irks me a little bit. I don't really get irked, but it's annoying to, to, to have that agenda and then attribute it to love and say love wins when we know that God is love and what they're doing is far away, far and away from love. Now, I totally get why somebody could believe it's love because you're being nice. <laughs> you know, it's like it's nice if somebody want to do something and you just let them do it. It's nice. OK, but I did a solid talk years ago called Nice Demons. There are a lot of preachers that postulate as being. Let me make sure I'm using the word postulate right, because I just be using words and I be thinking I know what I'm talking about. And I'm sitting here up here. I might be saying the wrong thing. <laughs> Glory to Lamb of God. I'm not sure if I'm using it right. So I'm I'm just gonna we're just gonna go with pretend right now. We're just gonna go with pretend. There's a lot of people that pretend to be believers, but they just don't preach the true word of God because they're nice. You know what I mean? And somebody will probably watch this if they took the time to. I, I doubt they will. That's why, in a way, I kind of like having these long videos because <laughs> it's like the people that, that will receive it, they will receive it. Um, but somebody could watch this and say that I'm not being nice. Okay. Maybe I'm not. But I'm also not being mean. I'm just operating in truth. I'm just operating in truth. I didn't even make the rules. I'm just telling you what the word of God says. Just a mailman. Here's a comment. What gets me is why do they need the Christian's validation? When I was out here while and now, I didn't ask for anybody's approval. That's a good point and a good question. I think it really is because we're the only tree that's standing in the way of the kingdom of darkness having a free flowing garden. And we're an unmovable tree. And so that's why 
they want to get the Christian viewpoint out the way. Notice in the book of Revelation, the scripture says there's going to be two witnesses. And these two witnesses are going to stand for the word of God. But I think these two witnesses are going to get killed. And the Bible says that the whole world basically rejoiced in when these two witnesses get killed. Because those witnesses represented God. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world, right? As followers of being in Christ, that makes us the light of the world. You can't have complete darkness while there's still light. Because darkness cannot overtake light, right? Light always overtakes darkness. Ashkenazi says the usual Masonic program of flipping the script Making God look like the bad guy. That's what it is. Making God look like the bad guy. I remember when my older cousins converted to Islam and changed their names. I was like, whatever, Bruce. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Very funny, actually. Uh, his scripture. Ashkenazi puts Isaiah 5 and 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. They'll put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Very relevant scripture. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. Wow. Rebecca says the lady given the false love response looks like she practices lesbianism and is lying about serving Jesus. <laughs> uh, you may be on to something. I can't honestly say what that lady's desires are. You know, she looked a little kooky. I didn't close it now, so I can't bring it up. But she she had a little bit of the crazy eyes going there. She had the glasses on. It was kind of like moving her crazy eyes out the way. But I could see I know crazy eyes when I see them. And I, I, I really noticed that. And you'll notice a lot of times the ambassadors for a lot of Satan's agendas. He loves to use women. And I'm not saying only women are wicked and not like that. But what you'll notice is when you see something that's just flat out crazy and you know it's crazy when they market it to you. Oftentimes it's going to be it's it's going to be in a woman's voice, very soft, very, very, very palatable. And then on top of that, they're going to use a lot of euphemisms. They're going to say a lot of stuff, but they're not actually going to say what they're actually doing. So, you know, instead of abortion is terminate the pregnancy um, instead of uh you know, just say abortion again. It's uh, women's, what do they call it? Not women's right to choose. That's one, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. But you got women's right to choose. Um, but there's another one. Re reproductive. It's always like a crazy something they contrive. Reproductive rights. Yeah, reproductive rights. So they'll hit you with that. Um, you do have reproductive rights. You have the right not to sleep with whoever you slept with. Now, of course, you have the very extremely rare case where it's like, you know, a woman is violated and, you know, but that's extremely rare. And even in that case, why make the baby pay for that? 
Um, that's a different topic. Rebecca says, I read the article. Okay, so yeah, I asked about the question, and I want you guys to weigh in. Did you guys see the Super Bowl commercial called He Gets Us? And if so, what did you think about it? Because it's been it's been a little interesting. So I'm going to see what y'all say. Rebecca says, I read the article that He Gets Us is supported by Hobby Lobby. And from what I read, it appears to be a presentation of a false Christ. Uh, you threw me, see, you threw me a little curveball right there. Now, Rebecca, I'm not sure if you still commenting, but you got to tell me why you think it's a presentation of a false Christ. Let me know that. Because I got some thoughts about it. Yes, we do live in a culture. Absolutely. And I apologize. Y'all probably hear him a little bit nasally. That's why I think that's why I took that nap before I came on. I think I, my body is trying to get sick. You know what I mean? So I apologize if I sound a little stuffy. Sister Roxanne says, we're to love everyone with the love of Christ through the word of God. We're not to be their judge and jury. If they see Christ in us, then God can be able to draw them in. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. The challenge I have, not with your comment, Sister Roxanne, is looking at the example that we looked at in the video, the grandmother showed her the love of Christ. The grandmother, it wasn't like the grandmother said, I can't believe you've done this. We are abandoning you from the, we are rejecting you from the family. You're no longer my granddaughter or my grandson. She ain't hit her with nothing like that. She was just like, listen, we're praying for you. Sound like they might've been fasting for her, meaning they're interceding on her behalf. She says, I love you regardless of how this turns out. She showed her the love of Christ through the word of God, but the lady still rejected it. And then to make it worse, you got some buffoon who comes alongside to validate the choice in rejecting it. So you're absolutely right. We got to love people with the love of Christ and hopefully that will win them over, but there's no guarantee that that's going to win them over. Marcia says, I believe they will normalize marrying children, animals, and robots. I definitely see that coming. There's already examples of that as we speak. I'm not sure uh, the marrying children, if that's happening in America quite yet, but we know that that's coming. Yeah. A lot of polygamy going on in Utah. Here's a question from Marsha. Has anyone noticed the sudden trend that is demonically inspired to look like cartoon characters? Has anyone seen the new red boots <laughs> that look like Mickey Mouse or Smurf boots? That sister, you done made me laugh. To answer your question, and I'm gonna get it to he got he he gets us in a minute. But to answer your question, um, I have seen that. And I do think it's something demonic about that. I'm not sure if demonic is what came to mind when I first saw it. But now that you mention it, I do think there's something 
demonic about that. Um, let me show you guys these boots in case someone has not seen it. What I interpreted it as is just the fact that we're in a generation that's arrested in our development. I don't know what cartoon they got these from, but these red boots that you see on the screen, these red boots, people are wearing them. These red boots cost $350. $350. Here's a good example for you to walk around and look like some sort of cartoon. I agree with you, sister. I think it's something deeper going on spiritually with this. Um, I think because what you see is a lot of the anime. The anime has sexual depictions. You look at the anime, and I never got into anime, but we've seen these images. The anime characters will be provocative looking. The anime characters will be having sex with each other and they are trying to do some sort of thing where they're crossing over humanity with the digital and we already talked about the sex robots on this channel that's we can talk about that again another day but um you're on to something you're on to something and that's the thing when your spidey senses get to tingling um we know our spidey senses is the Holy Ghost. So we gotta we gotta we gotta pay attention to that. Um let's see. I've, Ashkenazi says, I saw a photo of a young man who had his face tattooed with the mace with the Mason black white checkerboard pattern. So ugly, I don't think a pagan woman would want to date him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these women love toxic men. They'll probably be standing at his front door. You'd be surprised. Uh, Glean from his words says, sometimes the truth isn't nice. All we have to do is be tactful, be truthful. I notice every word, I notice everyone wear red. Sam Smith, Rihanna, The Weeknd, Lil Nas. That's a good point. I didn't really catch that. I just kind of took it as like satanic that whole red, more so the Sam Smith dude and obviously Lil Nas X. Uh, and the weekend, that, that performance he had was strange when he had those red minions that basically the, the NPCs, the puppets that represented the blind antichrist soldiers that are going to be in Satan's army. But yeah, Rihanna had her performance. A lot of people had a lot to say about that. Rihanna had the cover of her and ASAP Rocky. She's leading. She's the head of that family. We That's a different topic. We ain't going to scratch that right now. Maybe another day. <laughs> B says, too funny. I know the cra I know crazy eyes. Yeah, you know the crazy eyes. If you've seen them enough, you know them. Okay, so I think Rebecca might have been responding to... No, maybe this is something different. So she says... From what I remember, it was stated that it would be about foreigners coming up. Okay, so she is answering the question, what did she find to be a false presentation of Jesus about the He Gets Us commercial that aired during the Super Bowl? She says, from what I remember, it was stated that it would be about foreigners coming over, supposedly representing Mary and Joseph. 
that wasn't too bad. However, the support of rebellion being presented is what got me. I haven't watched the commercial, but again, from what I read, the article presented to state that it doesn't matter how you rebel. At the end of the day, Jesus gets us. Fair enough. Fair enough. She said, did I answer the question? You did answer the question and I'm about to weigh in. Bless the name of the Lord. Aaron says, "If oh, wait, can't show that. My bad. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't look at your, I couldn't see your avatar. Aaron was a little too, uh, a little too um, provocative for this channel. So I apologize for anybody that saw that. But uh, you had a comment saying, if you're scared to die, then you're not honorable. Everyone is immortal and no one dies. Okay, yeah, we this thing really, you know, feel free to feel free to listen there. You know what I mean? But this <laughs> this inclusive exclusive. <laughs> Glory to God. Um Ashkenazi says, I recall the first time I saw Hello Kitty logo on a children's purse. I wasn't yet saved, and it still gave me the creeps. I haven't looked too much into Hello Kitty, but I do know that that uh, cartoon or whatever it is. Glean says, I've never seen those, but those are ugly boots. <laughs> That's too funny. Subscribe to um, Sister Indira's channel, Glean From His Words. She has a good channel about how to navigate the Bible. Uh, very well put together. It's a good channel to support. Here's another question. Rebecca says, my question is, why is there red a red trend? The color trend for this year is supposed to be green, pastel color. It seems It seemed like they quickly flipped the script for whatever agenda they're promoting. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I have noticed it now that y'all are mentioning it. I didn't, I don't know what the year, the color of the year is supposed to be. That's way out of my playing field. That's, you know, I need y'all to put me up on that. So I don't know about the green and all of that, but I, but yeah, I see a lot of that red. Marsha says people might think that Christians go too far or we're doing too much or we're too deep. But you can't tell me those nails that look like claws aren't demonically inspired. They do look like beast nails. I call them beast nails. And yeah, they do look like that. It's supposed to represent um, basically female dominance, right? Um, which is a perversion of God's order. Oh, man. Um Red represents blood sacrifice. Faith says, we need to get him, not he gets us. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. I didn't even think about it that way. We need to get him. Oh, man, that, that almost sums it up. We need to get him, not he gets us. Wow. That's a whole shift. Yeah, God. So here's what I think about it. Maybe I'll see if I can show one example, because there may be a few of, of us who did not watch the Super Bowl um, and who really like, what are y'all talking about? Does he get us? So let me go ahead and show this real quick. Um, so I'm on their website and I did peruse. I do. I do know that word. I did peruse their website. Um, 
because when I saw the commercial, my initial thought was, A, how are they paying for this? Because Super Bowl commercials are dumb expensive. So I'm like, how are they paying for this? Who is paying for this? And why is this being allowed to be shown on the Super Bowl, which basically is one of Satan's biggest events of the year? Now, did I? Yeah, I watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I enjoyed it. But I know what it is when I'm watching it. And so I know what ultimately why they have the halftime show and why they choose who they choose. I know why they have some of the commercials that they choose. And so when I see this, immediately my spidey senses start tingling because as I said in the beginning of this talk, I'm thinking about what not what they're saying, but what they're not willing to say. Now, from what I looked at on the site, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I have not seen anything necessarily that suggests that they are apostate. But if I'm just telling you what my gut is thinking, I really think this might be a soft serve. And we know any soft serve. See, this, this is ah, this is what we really got to got to understand. Um, and when it when it comes to the soul of a human. The Bible says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. When it comes to the soul of a human, Satan can win a soul for the kingdom of darkness, not always just by snatching that soul, but if he can convince that soul to not go far enough. You know, somebody on here just said, do Christians do too much or doing too much? If he can get you to not do enough, that's still a win because that soul hasn't you haven't reached that born again phase. You haven't reached that that lifestyle of actually being a follower of Christ. So he's perfectly content with just not taking you far enough, not allowing you to go deep enough in Christ. So look at this. Now, as of right now. I'm a kind of just reserve a final verdict but i had a bunch of questions about this now a lot of it is suspect okay be childlike basically just saying you know love your enemies um and let's maybe just pick one love your enemies uh ai love everything here is love 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 and that's okay because jesus is love got something about hope Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table. Very true. Um, did Jesus live in poverty? Um, how Jesus dealt with injustice. Activists. About us. Now, in a minute, we're going to go to the about us. But I don't see anything about sin. And to Sister Faith's point, I don't see anything about conforming to Jesus. Everything about the spirit of this message that I'm gathering so far is just kind of like Jesus conforming to us. And this goes back to a video that I made years ago. It's one of my favorite videos. It's a short video, but it was called the come as you are standoff. 
And it was based off of the scripture in Isaiah chapter one, which basically was saying, come, let us reason together. In other words, God wants to negotiate with us. He does want to meet us where we are, but he doesn't want to leave us where we are. He meets us where we are because he loves us, but he brings us to where he is because he loves us. And so from what I've seen so far, a lot of this, I'm not saying anything about sin. I'm not saying anything about, about, um, about conforming to Christ, but let's play through one and just kind of like, see, this is just a, an analysis. See, I don't even move. Oh, this, this is a little disturbing already, but I'm going to trust on good faith <laughs> that, that, uh, this commercial is going to be on the up and up, but, uh, let's just watch this and analyze it. of a child what a wonderful world Jesus didn't want us to act like adults this would be he gets us all, all of us Jesus be childlike nothing wrong with that video and this is the thing like any of these videos that we watch from this site for the most part you're not going to be able to find too much wrong with it. I'm going to keep this on my radar to see what they're not willing to say. Because we all know what they're not willing to say. Like, don't make me say it because I've been talking about it already. And I'm not trying to come off as, as being hateful or nothing like that. Let's check out this one that says refugee. Because this one I think is going to be interesting. There was a mother and a father who had a son. They lived in a small village and didn't have much money, but they were happy. One day, they heard the head of their country was sending soldiers to their town because he thought they were part of an insurrection. The young family decided to flee. They grabbed only what they could carry. So this is obviously talking about Joseph and Mary, and I think this is the point that Sister Rebecca made earlier. Um... It's kind of it. I guess we'll let it play, but I guess it's going to get to the point of we as a country need to be accepting of refugees because Jesus was a refugee who was in a place where he was being persecuted. Okay. And ran. They hiked for days, wondering if soldiers might still be following them. They were scared, hungry and exhausted but they were far away from the atrocities taking place in Bethlehem that's all Mary and Joseph Jesus was a refugee wanted a safe place to call home he gets us all of us Jesus now it's cool you know what I mean it's cool you know it's cool I just want to know what y'all think of it um, let me go to the about us section. Now I was talking to, a, uh, the guy staying with me, you know, he's a believer. He's a, what I call a lovey dovey Christian. And his thing was, 
he didn't like the fact that first of all, he liked these commercials. He liked that the gospel was being broadcast to let me well, then this is the question is the gospel being broadcast? He liked the fact that Jesus was being broadcast broadcasted to all of the viewers in the Super Bowl. Now, I like that too. But it really all depends on what is the end game. You know what I mean? As wild as it is, my friend in the world, my best friend from the world, he's not saved. That's why I say from the world. As soon as he saw that commercial, he even texted me and he was like, what do you think about that? He gets us. And I'll say this about my friend, even though he's not saved as far as I can tell. Well, he doesn't identify as a Christian. Let's say it that way. He has really good discernment. You know, he's always been a, a thinker in that way. And he he even was like on the stuff like the Illuminati before it was even popular and stuff like that. And it was like I heard him, but I wasn't really saved. So it wasn't registering to me. But even in his not identifying as a Christian state. He is able to see like it's just not adding up that this commercial is being shown. Um, but yeah, my friend that's staying in the house right now, he was just, he couldn't understand why this commercial was being broadcasted and people were complaining about it. And I get that because his thing is like, and I actually agree with this. When have we ever seen Jesus name being broadcast on a world i'm gonna call it worldwide stage like that you know so if we can get that in a way that's a win but then at the same time it's like we gotta test the spirit of this thing you know what i mean and i'm like i said i'm not gonna make a final verdict y'all obviously can kind of tell where i'm leaning but i'm not going i'm not gonna condemn them or nothing like that this could be sincere it probably is sincere either way you know, they I guess what I'm saying is they could be like the lady in the video that I showed earlier, not the young lady, but the lady that came to Cape and to save her um, because she got, quote unquote, she got she understood the first young lady, Mike or Micah, whatever name is. She she's saying, I get you. OK, now. <laughs> Let's look at some of the about us. I just clicked on the uh, about us. Um, and we're not going to take the time to read through all of this. But maybe let's just read through the first. But they got frequently asked questions. He gets us has an agenda. Is this a campaign to get me to go to church? Who is paying for all of this? How to rep the movement? But for now, let's just read the about us because maybe that might give us some some more insight. Make this a little bit larger for y'all to see it. This all started with a diverse group of people passionate about the authentic Jesus of the Bible. While much has been said about him, much is still misunderstood. But we're confident that as people clearly understand, read, and learn for themselves about who Jesus is, they'll find wisdom, hope, and peace unlike any other offered. Be assured, though, 
that we're not left or right or a political organization of any kind. We're also not affiliated with any particular church or denomination. We simply want everyone to understand the authentic Jesus as he's depicted in the Bible, the Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love. It wouldn't be hard to guess that we're led by Jesus fans and followers, people who believe he was much more than just a good guy and a profound teacher, and that Jesus is the son of God who came to earth, died, and was resurrected, then returned to heaven and is alive today. We also have included many voices in our work here, welcoming diverse perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences to help us address the many concerns and issues we all face. Our hope is that you see how Jesus experienced challenges and emotions just like we have. We want to provide a safe place to ask questions, including the tough ones. Or maybe I might just ask him a question so I can get to the get to <laughs> get to the get to the root of this. You know what I mean? We are also about sharing Jesus's openness to people that others might have excluded. His message went out to all. And though you may see religious people as often hypocritical or judgmental, know that Jesus saw that too and didn't like it either. Instead, Jesus taught and offered radical compassion and stood up for the marginalized. Ultimately, we want people to know his teachings and how he lived while here on earth. And this will be a starting point to understanding him and his message. Though we believe he was what Christians call fully God and fully man, that may not be what you believe. We're simply inviting you to explore with us at He Gets Us how might things be different if more people follow his example. So look at this as an open invitation to engage and learn more. We're also here to support and listen to you. Connect with us here and via social media. Now bear with us as we use some official language for those who care about this stuff. He Gets Us is an initiative of Servant Foundation, a designated 501c3 organization with a 100-100 charity navigator rating. Fair enough. Beautifully written. Honestly, I can't find anything wrong with anything that they said. So all I can do at this point it's just kind of, I ain't going to be every day. I might check in a couple months and just kind of see as they peel back the layers. You know, the fact is Jesus did have radical compassion, radical love. Jesus was up against the religious system. All of that is true. I love what they're saying. I'm just interested in seeing what they're not willing to say. They might be willing to say it. Time will tell. I was just curious to know what y'all thought of that. Faith says no, no mention of repentance. Not that I could find in any of the videos. Now, I will grant them what, what, it's, what it seemed like they're really trying to say is. It almost seemed like they're saying, come, let us reason together. It's like they're saying, I know what you're going through. 
Let's have a conversation. I'm not going to shout at you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to condemn you. I just want to understand where you're coming from and see if I can share who Jesus really is to you. We know how this goes. I hope everything is on the up and up. I can't say it is or isn't right now, but everything they're saying is good. Rebecca says 501c3 government funder equals watered down message. <laughs> we know how that goes. I'm not going to get into it tonight. I will say this. There are churches that are 501c3. Personally, I don't believe it means that church is corrupted. Now, if you are 501c3, there are certain guidelines by the government that you're supposed to adhere to. Some churches I've seen where they say, they say, we're just going to preach the gospel until they take the 501c3 away. You know what I mean? Like the whole 501c3 deal wasn't really a big issue until all this culture stuff started really coming into play. Because America, we know... On the surface, America has always been a Christian nation. But now that the nation is becoming anti-Christian, now it's like an issue with the 501c3. So you got a lot of churches that have been grandfathered into the 501c3, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're apostate. And then you might even have some folks that might just join this 501c3, take advantage of it, preach the real gospel. And if they lose it, they just lose it. Um but we know some of the things they're trying to do with the 501c3 as in terms of, once again, what you cannot say. It ain't about what they say. It's about what they won't say. Y'all know if you come on this channel, it ain't too much that I'm – it really ain't nothing for real that I'm not going to say if it's the truth, right? Uh, for one, I got a small channel, so I can pretty much say what I want. <laughs> That's like the advantage to having a small channel. Um, but for two – we just got to stand on the word of God. We just got to stand on the word of God. Um, so, man, we almost we, we at 830. I'm just going to read some of the stuff y'all been saying about the he gets us. Maybe we'll tackle the rest of the he gets us another time. But I just want to read what y'all are saying about it. I just want to kind of see, you know, see if see if y'all, you know what I'm saying, if y'all get what I get or if you think I'm like, you know, let's let's see what it amounts to. That's all I'm saying. I had to bounce it off y'all real quick. Because if if it is off, this is going to be them loving folks to death. If, if, I'm not saying it is, if, that's what it will amount to. Um, Praise God. Uh, Deja says, from what I'm seeing about the He Gets Us commercial, there are people saying it's promoting a false Jesus. Here's the thing. So <clears throat> everything they said about Jesus is true. My question is, are they going to present the Jesus that said, go and sin no more? Right. That's that's all I really are. you going And are you going to also present the epistles and the letters that were written that specifically instruct us how to conduct Christian living? and specifically lay out a standard of what the expectation of being a follower of Christ is. If they do that, I, I'm going to shut up and I ain't going to have nothing else to say. 
Yes, a watered down message is still presenting a false Christ, in my opinion, because no one is not fully pressing towards the mark. It just come off as accept all, love all, happy Hanukkah, kumbaya. No, happy, happy kumbaya. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Glean says, no repentance, sin, confession. Did anyone see anything about prayer? See, I'm. let me see. Do I still got the, I don't know if they did one about prayer or not. And I ain't about to be on here all night. Um, you know, love your enemies. It's a bunch. I don't think I watched this one that says AI love. Let me see this one because I haven't even watched this one yet myself. I don't know why it's so big on my screen. Oh, yeah, I made the screen bigger. All right. We ask artificial intelligence to visualize love. Okay, so it appears that this is just like something cool that they did. Show us what love is. Then we ask an AI to visualize love the way Jesus talked about it. Okay, so they just, okay, fair enough. Imagine spending time with prisoners. Okay, so they just say different things from the Bible and what that looks like. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Imagine a man lays down his life for his friends. Jesus's love was never artificial. Okay, got it. Cool. No issues with that. So let me see what y'all saying on here. Um, see, this is the thing. Let me get back to this comment. No repentance, sin, or confession. Did anyone see anything about prayer? It seems like what they're trying to do. Okay, this, this is what I'm imagining is going through the, the, this whole agenda, right? They're probably saying... And this is a video I did years ago uh, called, uh, it was like one of my early solid talks. It was really good. It was something about Capernaum, like uh, it wasn't keeping up with Capernaum. But the video was about going to a certain point with Jesus. Because there, there was a point where they had followed Jesus all the way to this particular town. Then Jesus said something that they didn't like and everybody turned and went and walked away after traveling a long distance. So to your point, Sister Indira, um, what they are probably thinking is that if we lead with repentance and sin and confession, that's gonna turn people off. And so they're probably thinking, why don't we lead with love? And if we lead with love, then we can spring on the compassion. I'm sorry, not the compassion, the uh, the sin, the repentance and all of that. I guess what they would say is believers are leading with the wrong thing. In other words, if they're going to bring repentance in at all, then it's probably going to be a bait and switch. But I won't 
necessarily call it a bait and switch because there's nothing that says you can't lead with the uh the love of christ now interestingly enough <laughs> you go to the book of mark um <laughs> uh some of the first preaching out of Jesus's mouth the first red letters that you will even see if I'm not mistaken it's been a little while since I looked at this let me let me go on my Bible because this website ain't got but I'm pretty sure like the first red letters that you even see from the book of Mark is Jesus saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand <laughs> so it's kind of like Jesus led with that, you know. So why can't we? Yeah, the very okay. So these are the very first red letters that you will find in the book of Mark. Is Mark chapter one, verse fifteen. Verse fifteen. I'm gonna start at fourteen. It says, "Now after that, John was put in prison." Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So whatever Jesus is about to say is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus says. Verse 15 says, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So as soon as Jesus started praying, that's that's what he was preaching. Once again, I'm going to hold off for now. Um, so, I mean, everybody lead with different stuff. You know, people, guys might lead with their charisma, might lead with their money, you know, might lead with their status. Women might lead with their looks. They might lead with some cleavage or they might lead with their demeanor, you know, their femininity, their, their, their inner beauty. But it all, everybody leads with something. And it sounds like they're saying a lot of religious people have been leading with the wrong depiction of Jesus. And this is why people can't receive Jesus. In some cases, that might be true. But in other cases, some people might not be receiving Jesus because they're rebels and because they hate Jesus. <laughs> so we'll see if they find that out over time. We'll see if anything amounts to that agenda b says people want to stick god is love but don't want to continue to learn from him wow marcia says yes they want love without correction ashkenazi says anything goes with love rebecca says the world use the the essences of children to get their message across, a message of tolerance. See, we gotta have discernment to even understand this type of stuff. And there it says, he wants us to be childlike, but also to become spiritually mature. Absolutely. Man, y'all had a lot to say about this. Trust the Super Bowl is not allowing the raw truth of God's love, i.e. correction, to be presented to the world because it would be considered offensive to the mass yeah and and that's 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 why my spidey senses was tingling it wasn't adding up but then at the same time i was like you know what god can do all things god still even though satan is the god of this world 
the the most high God can still do anything, right? He can do anything. Um, but more likely than not, we know we got our discernment for a reason. B says, thank God for the Holy Spirit, because once God gets a hold of us, he will teach us to leave the old and get into the new, the newness of Christ. Absolutely. Rebecca says, it give one world order. We are one. Let's coexist. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm not going, I ain't going to do it just yet. But <laughs> Marsha says, trust there isn't agenda behind the commercial because they would not be spending millions of dollars for seconds of airtime. Yeah, they would say they have an agenda. You know, they've said what their agenda is. Now, is that is that a genuine agenda? It could be. Is that is the agenda the unadulterated gospel? We're going to have to see. First Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah. yeah I think the whole child thing they were saying, like Jesus says, that you got to become as a, as a little child. Whoever wants to be greatest in the kingdom and all of that type of stuff has to be the least. So, yeah, the message was cool. I have an issue with that message. Um, here's interesting. Does he get us ministry want our money? Now, I did look at who funds it. Basically, to save some time, they're funded by a lot of anonymous donors and people that contribute. Um, it looks like they sell merch, so that might be one way that they get money. Uh, let's see. About Let's go to About Us again. I guess we'll just glance at this. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we are dibbling and dabbling up to nine o'clock and I'm not trying to have this be too long, but here's a comment. Who is paying for all of this? Okay. It's short. So I'll read it. We get it. This is a unique effort. So we understand why this is one of the most common questions asked funding for he gets us comes from a diverse group of individuals and entities with a common goal of sharing Jesus's story authentically. Most of the people driving He Gets Us, including our donors, choose to remain anonymous because the story isn't about them and they don't want the credit. It's about Jesus who created a love movement that is still inspiring many people thousands of years later. The pouring, excuse me, the people pouring their time, energy, and money into this mission have come to the conclusion that this endeavor could be the catalyst of a movement toward unity for all of us. And in spite of our political differences, in spite of our ideological origins, in spite of all the things that could divide us, we have found a beautiful kinship in the inspiration we draw from the story of Jesus and the power of his life. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Because Jesus said, what, you think I came to make peace? I came with a sword. I'm separating mothers and father-in-laws and daughters and sisters. I'm separating families. Not because Jesus is, is mean, but because when you really get down to the, 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 the true gospel, it's going to separate people. That young lady that we watched in the beginning of the video, she separated from her grandmother because they have a because God has drawn a line in the sand. In the last maybe like three years or so, 
it feels like there's just been a constant drawing of lines in the sand. And God is asking the question, who's on the Lord's side? So we're just going to have to see. We're just going to have to see. But it's definitely giving. It's giving new world order. How y'all women do that? I can't even do it. It's, it's giving. <laughs> it's giving one world religion. It's giving religion of tolerance. But let me not talk about them because they could be real Christians and I could be way out of pocket. Didn't cost didn't it cost like a hundred million dollars? I don't know how much it costs. But I heard I think I heard that number somewhere. Rebecca, hell is a road paved with good intentions. Powerful quote. Um man, I, uh, no mention of repentance, yeah. Sadly, because of the times we live in now, I'm always skeptical about anything Jesus. That's that is an unfortunate truth, Sister Beatrice. Ashkenazi says it seems to uh, seems to me we have to go to servant foundation for the deeper answers, and she's saying that because servant foundation is who apparently is behind this movement. So yeah, we do have to look into that. I'm not going to commit to that, but if I can remember and if I am not being lazy, I'll try to look into them a little bit deeper. Oh, you already did, man. Ashkenazi be on it. <laughs> the Servant Foundation Incorporated is an endowment fund controlled by Church of the Servants Elected Foundation Board and managed by the Oklahoma United Methodist Foundation. Okay, so it might be Methodist. I'm not even going to say nothing bad about that. Um, yeah. So far, what you read, it looks good. Only time will tell what the end game is, sort of with Christian music. I agree. Christian music is like the church. You know, you got some churches that are, you know, have men of God. You got some church, some pastors that are in it for the wrong reasons. You really don't know till you get to the inside of it. Marsha says, like when the pilgrims gave the Native Americans blankets. Come on, let's get together. I know you're cold and need something cozy. <laughs> that's messed up, but that's true. Yeah, use discernment. It's good to keep you on your toes. Absolutely. Man, a lot of comments. I'm trying to get, usually I say I can't get to all of them, but I'm trying to get, I think I'm almost at the end because y'all got so much to say. I want to make sure I get everybody's feedback tonight. Glean says, I see they want to draw them to Jesus first with love, then reveal the rest of the gospel. Hopefully that's the case. Um, B says, I'm just questioning everything these days. Yeah. God bless you, Sister Carol. Praise the Lord. Here's a question. Don't 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 ask good questions at the end of the thing. No, I'm just messing with you. What do you think of the Asbury College? Of course, when you have time. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I heard about it last Saturday when Brother Aaron was uh on Solid Talk. And before we got on, he was telling me about it. I hadn't even heard of it up until that point. And to be honest with you, I have not been following it that close. Uh, Brother Aaron actually took the time to go down there. 
I think it's about four hours away. And if you want, maybe I can share a video, uh, Brother Aaron, and what he got from it. Because he was already excited about the movement and what was taking place and the revival and stuff like that. For anybody who doesn't know, at Asbury College, there was like, I guess, maybe some sort of worship service or worship event where, from my understanding, there was a move of God and it just kept going and it's been going. And so people are calling it a revival. Um, I have not looked into it, but I'm going to share two videos with you. The first video I'm going to share is of Brother Aaron when he went down there. And what he got from it. I have not even watched this video, but I do know that Brother Aaron is a man of God. So, you know, uh, I have confidence in sharing his his take. And then there's another video that I saw. I haven't watched that either. <laughs> but this is from a, a guy. Some of y'all might know his channel. His channel is On Point Preparedness. Uh, I think his name is Mike. And Mike, brother Mike, um, is usually on point. <laughs> it, it is usually on point. And maybe we'll just close out with this. But, you, but while I'm doing this, y'all let me know what y'all think about the Asbury movement because I haven't taken the time to follow it closely but let's see what brother mike has to say hold on real quick okay now what i'm about to do is some very lazy journalism but i'm about to go to brother mike's channel actually you know what i'm just going to kind of glance at the comments from brother mike's channel and see what they're saying about his video. <laughs> um, the question he's asking is, the Asbury revival reminds me of recent past, but the thumbnail says, the thumbnail says, is this true revival? Okay. So that's the question that's on the table. Is this true revival? Um, it's looking like I cannot really gauge what he said from the comments. So maybe I need to not do his video injustice. Let me read this one comment. Good message, Mike. It was good for you to emphasize that God is sovereign and all powerful to save all who are genuinely turning to Christ in repentance and submission, wherever they may be, wherever they may, I guess, be in the world. I share your thoughts about this and pray that those who are in Asbury and are sincerely seeking God and his sovereign salvation will be spiritually protected and receive the Holy Spirit's discernment to tune out deceptive voices. So what it sounds like is that Mike might be saying that there's there's uh as a oh, as a southern lady told me one time there might be a dead cat on the line somewhere. 
I mean, in other words, something's fishy, but uh, but I can't say that for sure, so I need to watch the video. Let me see what y'all got to say about it, then we'll close out. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Good. I don't think y'all got to it yet. Somebody said iffy. I believe God can use everything for good. You right about that? And anything. Absolutely. Iffy. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't followed the, the Asbury thing quickly, but check out Brother Aaron's video. You know, and if you want to look at on point preparedness, you could do that. Man, we don't we don't we don't reach we don't reach almost two hours. It's time for me to hop up off of here. Listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. God is good. Um, be on the lookout for some new things coming on the channel. I enjoyed this discussion. Enjoyed the comments. I love agreeing, disagreeing, bouncing things off of one another, sharpening one another. It's always good. Hopefully I wasn't too much of a jerk tonight, but y'all know I'm just going to call it like I see it. That's why it's called Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Listen, family, that's all I have in this Solid Talk. Enjoy the hangout. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living Godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trade in places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day to daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in